0: Welcome to Radiate Church Online. We are so excited about what God is doing here at Radiate Church in Elgin, South Carolina. If you have a story that you would wanna share about the impact that God has had on your life, you can share that story at you Matter at radiatechurch.net. Also, if you'd like to give, you can give by going to radiatechurch.net or you can give to our ministry by app. Now, let's prepare our hearts for a powerful message from God. Good morning, Radiate! Come on, make some noise in the house if you're excited today. We're going to jump right in because I took a little bit of time at the beginning to talk about the blessing that God is giving us. I don't know if you're ready or not, but I feel like the energy is not quite where it needs to be, so turn around, tell somebody, say, wake up, let's go! Yell in their face, do what you got to do. Second Kings chapter 4, we are in week 4 of our Go Big or Go Home series, and uh, what a series it's been. I had somebody tell me this week, they said this series and The Vow are the two series that have changed their life probably more than anything else over the past two months. Does anybody else feel that way in the house? God's just been speaking and doing some amazing things. And we're excited for that. So we're going to hang out again in week four of Second Kings chapter four. And if you're taking notes, and, and I hope that you do, I want you to entitle it this, Creating Capacity. If, if I could talk to leaders the rest of my life over, and I had to pick one topic of what it would be, it would be this topic right here, that most of us will never see what we pray that we'll see because we haven't increased our capacity to hold what he can give. Come on. Most of us will never see what we think we can see, what we know that we can see from God, because we won't increase our capacity to hold what he can give. Let me just tell you this. God will not give you more than you can hold. Come on. Many of us take that and we think about it's only in bad times, right? Well, when things are bad, right, when things are bad, then... He won't give me more than I can handle. Listen, he won't give you more blessing than you can handle. Because often, if we can't handle the blessing, what happens is the blessing becomes our destruction. Because we're focused on the blessing more than we are the blesser. And so now, we're focused on what we got rather than who he is. And it's beginning to destroy our faith and deteriorate who we really are. And so I just, if I could talk to people the rest of my life about one thing, about one topic, about one conversation, it would be this. If we would increase our capacity, we would see more of what God has for us. If we'd increase our capacity, what we can hold... Then we'll see more of what God has for us. I want to go ahead and read, jump right into 2 Kings chapter 4. We're going to read the entire story again. By the end of this series, I hope that you're able to repeat this by memory, that you'll know this story. And uh, if you've missed any of it, then you can go back and listen on our app or website or on our podcast or on YouTube. And, uh, and so let's just get started this morning. It's 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. It says this, now... A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord, and the creditor has come to take my two children to be his slaves. Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, Your maidservant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. And then he said, Go borrow vessels at large for yourself from all your neighbors, even empty vessels. Do not get what? Do not get a few. In other words, get enough to hold what he's got for you. That's a word for somebody today. Get enough faith. Get enough boldness. Get enough courage. Get enough prayer. Get enough worship. Get enough capacity. Get enough friendship. Get enough connection to hold what he's got for you. Don't get just a few, but get more than you think you need. And you shall go in and shut the door behind you and your sons, and pour out into all these vessels, and you shall set aside what is full. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons, and they were bringing the vessels to her, and she poured. And when the vessels were full, she said to her son, Get this, this is the crux of the entire series. When the vessels were full, she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. And he said to her what? There is not one vessel more. And the oil stopped. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, go, sell the oil, and pay your debt, and you and your sons can live on the rest. God, take these words and let them live in our hearts today. Give us revelation, give us transformation through information. God, we honor you for what you're doing in your name. Amen. I I, I want you to understand something right off the bat. When I first read this story, the first thing that popped out to me was what happens at the end of the story is that the oil doesn't stop flowing until what? She runs out of jars. In other words, there's nothing more that he can pour into, therefore he stops pouring out. And here's what hit me whenever I first realized that. God understands the value of his anointing is too precious to put it on the floor. God's not going to keep pouring into things that we don't set out. That's why many of us, we get to a place of financial comfort We get to a place of spiritual comfort, we get to a place of relational comfort, and we stop there and never see God do anything more than that because we come to a place to where he's filled the current vessels that we put out, now we're not putting anything else out. That's why we get stuck in relational understanding or, or knowledge in our brains, in our spirit, is because we put out the jars, he's filled the jars, and we're not putting anything else out. That's why I get mad whenever we protest and get upset with people that we don't agree with. And so therefore we don't talk to them anymore. We don't conversate with them anymore. We cut them off because we don't agree with them. Listen to me. If we never talk to anybody we don't agree with that has a different mentality, you'll never expand your knowledge. And so we stand in our own understanding when we just go, well, the Lord doesn't want me a part of evil things. Then don't be a part of evil things. Just have conversations. You with anybody in the house today? And so he stops pouring out when we stop setting out. And that's why I get, I get upset. I hear churches saying, I'm praying that God would move. And I think God is going, I'm praying that you'll do something besides what you've always done so you can see something you've never seen. Many of us go, I, I, I want to see God move in my finances so that I can be a blessing to others. Well, that's great, but we won't even adhere to tithe. Why would we be a blessing to others when we won't obey his command to begin with? Like You see what I'm saying? I wish God would, would increase. I'd see God move in my friendships and my relationships and my marriage more. That's great, but you never put him at the center of it to begin with. I, I quit sending out jars when everything got good, but when everything gets bad, I want to send out jars all of a sudden. Is anybody with me today? I'm setting a a foundation for something here. And and I found there's three, and I'm going to try to get through all three. I'm not 100% sure I will, but there's three things that I believe we have to do to increase, three ways to increase capacity in your life if you want to see God do more in your life. How many of you guys want to see God do something more in your life than you've ever seen before? Come on now. That doesn't sound like it. That's a golf clap. Come on, make some noise if you want to see God do something greater. That's it. The first thing is this. The first thing is this. We have to learn to break away. We have to learn to break away. I want to go back to something, and I I wasn't able to get to this last week. I I missed this part of the message, but I want to go back to verse 4 in chapter 4, because it says, you shall go in and and, and shut the door behind you and your sons, pouring the vessels. Uh, and, And it says this at the end of the verse, and you shall set aside what? What is full. In other words, I need you to create a, an area in the room that is, that is relegated and, and only used by vessels that I've already filled. In other words, I need you to work on things that I'm not yet filling and let things that I've filled sit over here and do their thing. I'm convinced most of the time The reason we never see a new season in our life is because we're holding on to things that are already filled. We're holding on to seasons God's already blessed. We're holding on to seasons and purposes that God's already served. And he's saying, if you'll let go of that and work on this, then you'll see something God, then, then you'll see something I haven't done yet, but you're still holding on to what I did six years ago. And because you won't let it go of what I did six years ago, you can't do see what I'm trying to do today. We gotta learn to break away. That's why most of us are sitting in a place to where we're still held in bondage by something that happened 10 years ago. Come on. Most of our marriages are hurt by baggage we brought in before we ever met our spouse. Because I can't let it go, you see. It's a part of my life. It's something, I was addicted to porn when I was 15, so now I just deal with lust the rest of my life. Yeah, with that attitude, you will. Because you refuse to let go of what you were in your past season. Anybody with me? I can't break away from what's full and has served its purpose. He looked at her and he said, he said set aside what's full. In other words, take this one because I've done what I said I was going to do in this area of your life. Put this one over there. Appreciate it. Because it's going to come back and serve a purpose in a little while. But you can't focus on this one because it's full and you got 15 empty ones over here. I need you to focus on the 15 empty ones. Most of us are worried about what happened to us and we won't let go of the past season so we can't walk in the current one. Anybody. I believe we can't increase our capacity until we let something go. We've got to move past holding on to things that have already served its purpose i can't walk in freedom because i'm still walking in bondage i can't walk in love because i've never learned to love myself because of what somebody said to me when i was 12 come on i can't let go of this therefore i can't walk into this i can't most of us are praying over empty jars while we're holding on to a full one god i i I really need you to bring the man of my dreams into my life or the woman of my dreams, into my life. And the problem is, is you'll never find that person as long as you're still holding on to the hurt of the previous one. I I can't serve in a church because I had a bad church experience in my life. Can I tell you something? Quit holding everybody else hostage for what somebody else did in your life. That ain't their fault. They had nothing to do with it. That church did you wrong, get away from the one that did you wrong and go to somebody that'll do you right. Quit holding on to a jar that's, that's full. Walk into a season that is not yet full. I, I, I went and I heard about, you know, I hear this all the time. I, I heard about this church that misused their finances. Okay. Their name ain't Radiate Church from Elgin, South Carolina either. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't hold me hostage because you're holding on to a jar that has served its purpose in your life and you need to go to a jar that's empty. Any? We have to increase our capacity by letting go of some stuff. Letting go of some things, letting go of some hurt, letting go of what's what's happening. I, I, France, um, not Francis, um, Samuel Chan, Dr. Sam Chan, his great leadership guy. He, he wrote a book about this, and it's one of the most mind-blowing things and life-altering things that I've ever heard in leadership, and it's this: you'll only grow to the threshold of your pain. You'll only grow to the threshold of your pain tolerance. Here's what he means by that. Many of us won't grow past what hurts us because we'll hold on to what hurt us and never grow past it. And so now we're sitting here going, he was mean to me and he went on social media and he talked about me and all these other things. And we, get, we will hold on to a full jar that is holding us back from an empty jar and we'll go, he hurt me and he did this and he did that. And we'll never grow past that pain because we won't let go of it. Anybody? You'll only grow to the threshold of your pain. Now he talks about it in leadership. It's such a true principle though because many of us can't learn to love anybody because the last person that we quote unquote loved hurt us. I can't get close. I have people tell me all the time in ministry, you can't have friends. I say that's a lie. Because if you hurt me, i got to understand the value of of seasons. There are people that will come into my life and go out of my life. And as long as I understand that, it's going to be okay. And I can have relationships because I'm not holding on to a jar that is full that holds me back. I'm still going to empty jars that God can fill and do something great in. And so I just want to encourage you. Some of you, I know this for a fact. I've heard it. I've felt it all week long is this, you got to break away from some past seasons if you ever want to go to your next one. You've been sitting in the same season for 10 years and you've been wondering since you've been sitting in, these, in this room, you've been sitting in these chairs, you've been feeling this nudge and this push to go forward and do great things and, and you keep praying and going, God, what's wrong with me? Why can't I move forward? And God's going, it's not that you can't move forward, it's that you got to wait tying you back so that it's hard for you to move and it feels like you got to plow a field before you can go to the next level but before you do that, you got to let something go. Because there's things, listen to me, there are things in your past that cannot go into your future. Hear me, there are people in your past that cannot go with you into your future because they will try to sabotage everything that you're going to because they don't believe in what you believe in. They don't trust you enough to walk into a fruitful season with you. They will only sabotage it and tear your spirit down. There are people and things that need to stay in the past rather than going into your future. Break away from some stuff, man. Quit holding on to stuff and then praying and going, God, I really wish that I could get past this. And God's going, I really wish you could too. (laughs) God, why won't you release this from me? God's going, I did. I gave you the key 2,000 plus years ago when I rose up out of the grave with the keys to death, hell, and the grave. You don't have to be bound. It's your choice to be bound. (laughs) God wants to fill you, listen to me, God wants to fill you individually more than he wants to fill your desires. Many of us will go to God with a desire. God, I want this. And God's going, I understand that. But I want to fill you more than I want to fill the jar that you have for a new vehicle. Because if I can fill you and then fill that, then I know that it's going to be God-centered. And when I tell you to give it up, you'll give it up because it ain't yours anyway. Many of us get it backwards. We want him to feel the desire before he feels us. So the first thing is we got to break away from some stuff. Is this good? Is it helping anybody? Break away. The second thing is we have to change. I talked about this a little bit last week too, and I may hang out here for a minute. Uh, We have to change our minds. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, if you could flip that on the screen very quickly for me. It says this, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing, by the renewing, by the renewing, By the renewing of your mind, by the renewing of your mind, where you think you will live. Hear me, how you think, where you think, and what you think about is where you will live. By the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is. Leave that up. That which is good and acceptable and perfect. Listen, here's what what Paul is saying here. He's saying this You can't prove what the will of God is until your mind is changed. You can't prove to anybody what God's will is until you allow your mind to shift from where it is to where it needs to be. Well, where is it? It's in religion. I need it to be in kingdom. Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world. We're like, Okay. I don't need to drink, cuss. I don't need to drink till I'm drunk. I don't need to party. I don't need to have sex outside of marriage. We put a laundry list of rules and don'ts to the, to the whole thing of don't be conformed to the world, right? Don't cheat on my spouse. Don't do these things. Don't lie. Be a person of integrity, all these things. None of that stuff's wrong and all that stuff is great and it's true. But can I tell you, that's not what Paul's talking about. He's not talking about don't not do those things. Paul's talking about I don't need your mind to think on an earthly level. I need your mind on a heavenly level. Because if it's on an earthly level, you will worry more about them than you do him. Don't be conformed to the world, to the thinking, to the ways of the world. But be transformed, be changed when your mind is what? Made new again. Sounds an awful lot like being born again. Paul is saying here, look, you cannot prove the will of God. Many of us go, All right, God, help me prove that you're real today. Help me live this out today. And God's going, I will, and you'll do a great job because you're worried about your actions, but I need your thinking on me. And we live a tiresome religious activity that is bound by tradition and the way that we've always thought and it wears us out and by the end of the day we go God I didn't know I had to try so hard at Christianity and God's going you don't the reason you wear yourself out individually is because you're more worried about holding up the rules of religion than you are the grace of the kingdom Is anybody see in John chapter 8 there's a story I'm just going to end on this point so you won't get three. I'll put it on social media this week. John chapter 8, there's a story of a woman caught in the act of adultery. And when they catch her in the act of adultery, they bring her to the town center and they say she was caught, her and the man. But it's really interesting, the man's not there, it's only her. So they're cherry picking who they want to, who they want to prosecute. They say the law says because she was caught in the act of adultery, we're to stone her to death right here in town center. Jesus shows up on the scene and He begins to love the woman and he looks at him and it says that he wrote write something in the ground in the dirt, right? And he says this he says you that is without sin do what? Cast the first stone many of you if you may not even been raised in church and you know that because you Quote it to people whenever they start judging you for something We all do don't cast a stone at me and, and I got to thinking about that story and how nobody cast the stone it actually says that they dropped their stones and walked away hear me what if that story is not about Jesus bringing up what they've done wrong I believe maybe we've understood that story the wrong way because nobody that was about to stone her to death thought that they were perfect nobody that was about to stone her to death thought that they had never done anything wrong Jesus is not in the business of showing you what you've done wrong Jesus is in the business of showing you what you can do to get right with him Hear me They just thought they were smarter than everybody else not more perfect Hear me Listen And here's what happened I believe as I prayed over this I think Jesus wasn't trying to prove that they had done something wrong I don't know what he wrote in the ground and I'm not smart enough to try to figure it out But what I do believe is Jesus was looking at them and going Here's the problem Throughout human society, we will push what we think we deserve on somebody else. Our internal view of ourselves always gets pushed on the external of somebody else we find. That's why when we deal with insecurity, I'm going somewhere with this. When we deal with insecurity, the person that walks around with confidence is our biggest nemesis. I can't believe they're that arrogant. I can't believe they think they're that good. I can't believe she's putting herself on social media because she looks that good. And all the while, it has nothing to do with her. It's everything about an insecurity in us. That's why we judge people for the way that they sin differently than we do. You sinned more pub- publicly than me. So your sin is pulled out more than mine. No, the problem is you sin behind closed doors and you think nobody will know about it if you just keep it quiet and so you feel like on the inside you deserve you deserve backlash and you deserve people to be mad at you and you deserve all this stuff and so now you're going to go to all your friends and talk about their public sin hear me are you with me? and I think Jesus was doing this not have you done anything wrong if you've never done anything wrong cast this on. I think Jesus was saying you're so wrapped up in what you've done wrong that you won't let it go and your mind has not come to a place of grace and forgiveness and you think that if you do to her what should be done to you that you'll be justified in your wrongdoing if that's the case and that's not you throw a stone at her I dare you here's the thing I think Jesus was trying to shift the mindset in the people in the square that day to go hey it's not about judgment it's about grace he was trying to shift the mind from i'm going to i'm going to portray on you what i feel internally needs to be portrayed on me i, th- I think i think i think i believe i know that jesus was shifting a mindset to grace and here's the thing many of us abuse grace can we talk about this for a second we will abuse grace Because we think that grace is no, there's no uh, uh, retort, there's nothing that goes on the other end to it. Like I can get caught doing something and because you're calling me out on it, I deserve grace so you need to shut up, get out of my business and leave me alone. Jesus didn't do that to her. Grace is not never coming to a place of repercussion. Grace is somebody allowing you to turn and do an about face and walk on down another path that's grace and so Jesus because look the woman had accepted what she had done she had already admitted it yes I did this and Jesus goes okay she's admitted it she's repented of it I'm going to show her grace to allow her to walk down another path now if you think you're too good to where you shouldn't be allowed the same grace throw a stone I dare you because by throwing a stone, you're looking at her and going, I don't deserve grace. I, I, I shouldn't have grace. You shouldn't let me walk down a new path. And many of us think repentance is "and I'm sorry and we walk away. Repentance is the acceptance of something plus turning in another direction. Hear me today. Are you with me? We've, if we really... I watched... We, I watched a video... Two videos this week that y'all brought me to tears. One of them was a 75-year-old woman sitting in a subway in New York. And a man got mad at her and kicked her in the head. Hear me, listen. And walks off the train cussing everybody that said something to him about it. But we live in a society that'll videotape it rather than get involved. I watched a video of a woman approached by a man with a gun in his hand he slaps the phone out of her hand she says something to him and he beats the snot out of her and come to find out it's because of the color of her skin and we live in a society that videotaped it rather than did anything about it hear me this is not a political play today here's what this is I am sick and tired of living in a kingdomless society but yet we'll preach kingdom, we'll pray kingdom, we want God to do more, we want God to do these things in our lives. Yet, when it comes to it, we won't let go of things in the past because what'll happen if I get involved in that? What'll happen if I take a stance? What'll happen if this happens in my life? And God's going, if you'll just move forward, I'll take care of the rest. He said, I'll order your steps, but I won't take them for you. Many of us, it's our mind has to be shifted from you need to be stoned to we all need grace and I'll love you through the problem but you can't live in the problem and expect to get to a kingdom place you who are without sin you who don't has never done anything that deserves grace you that don't deserve for me to allow you to walk down another path you cast the first stone what if as a body are you following me today? what if as a body we got our minds so shifted to where we created capacity for God's love to shift everything in our lives. And I'm talking about like everybody we contact, everybody we connect with. I'm talking about what if our social media, like what if our mind got from the place to where, man, maybe I'm holding on to negativity and that's why negativity surrounds me. What 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 can, what if we stop saying, man, Drama just follows me everywhere. No, maybe you got some in your life you won't let go of. And so you're carrying it into seasons that it was never supposed to go in. Anybody? I can't get away from the pain and the betrayal I feel. That's because you won't let it go. You're carrying it into a season of blessing and God's going, I'm not blessing you. As long as there's something like that on the inside of you. Because if I bless you with that, it expands everything you're about. That's why God wants us to work on integrity and character more than He does blessing and platform. I'm teaching today, so I I don't know about you, but I'm in a place in my life to where I want to create. I could have very easily came in and said, "Here's what we need to do. If you do these things, God'll do more, and God'll give you more money, and God'll give you more love, and God'll do that." What if seeing God do more is not about what He gives us, but what He does through us? seeing God do more is more about me just going you know what I live in a society that prays for these things but I don't just want to pray for it I want to be it I want to walk it I I want to run it I want to show it I want to be so transformed by my mind being made new again that I can prove to anybody I'm in relationship with what the will of God is the perfect pleasing will of God. Listen to me. Hear me. And I'm closing on this. How many times in our lives have people looked at our lives and been able to see that is the perfect and pleasing will of God? Capacity. 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 But when we live in a religious system and not a kingdom mandate, it changes it all because I'll tire myself out trying to earn approval. Listen to me. I want to I set you free from something today. If you live as a child of God, and every one of you here are a child of God, I want to tell you something. You don't have to earn God's love. You just have to accept God's love. <laughs> I, I'm going to mess it up today. And he's going to look at me. He's going to be like, what are you thinking? And then he's going to give me grace. To go, you accepted it. You're willing to move in a new direction. And I'll allow you to do that. Guys, I just want us to be a church that is constantly setting out new jars that is constantly saying God fill me I'll let go when I need to let go of I'll change when I need to change I'll be renewed in my mind I'll think different, I'll pray different, I'll worship different can I tell you worship is not a song when you understand that it comes from the heart of God and I'll be worshiping for eternity according to the Bible and I'd better learn how to do it now because I love him now and I'll love him then if I can't pray behind closed doors now I don't deserve to worship him at the throne forever Oh, my God. Kingdom, shift my mind. And I just want to pray over you today. And here's what I want to pray. And I appreciate you giving me a few extra minutes today. Has this been beneficial? Is this shifting some things in in you? Because if it doesn't help, then I just want to pray two things. One, some of you are in the room. you got to drop some stuff. you got to get rid of some of that junk, man like you thought you let it go but every time you see that person's face on social media you get angry all over again can I tell you you had not let anything go like you thought you let it go the financial bondage you thought that you let it go but every time that you look at your bank account and you're scared you ignore the voice of God telling you to give again you had not let it go you, you thought you let it go and you weren't offended anymore until somebody that's authority over you told you to how to do something better and you got offended again then you hadn't let it go. Some of you just, we just need to let it go. And the second thing, sing the song if you got to. I don't care. The greatest worship song to ever hit. Let it go. You knew it was coming. And then the second thing is, I, I want God to just, just miraculously begin shifting our mind day after day to kingdom, to grace, to love. And increase that capacity in my life. And so, if you would just bow your heads, and if you're in the room, and you'll go, I got some things I gotta let go. Like I know I gotta let them go. I gotta let them go today. I gotta, I gotta begin the process of dropping them. I can't carry them into the next season. If that's you, would you raise your hand right where you are? Yeah, all over the room. There's think, man. I'm scared to death financially. I'm scared. hold them up. I'm scared to death relationally. I'm scared to death spiritually. I'm scared to de- whatever it is. You can't carry that into your next season. And here's what I want you to do. I just want you to envision you dropping it off at a baggage claim at the airport. And God, right now, as our hands are held high in surrender and acknowledgement, I pray that we drop that junk. God, I'm I'm sick of playing patty cake with sin and problems that we're trying to pray that you give us our next season, but we won't let go of our past one. God, I pray, I pray right now that we wouldn't play, play patty cake with this stuff anymore, but we would drop it off and we'd say, God, wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to do, however you want me to do it, I will do it no matter what. And I declare today in the name of Jesus that the Holy Spirit comes into you and releases the chains that are holding that thing to you. You will walk into a new season. You will begin to walk in freedom and joy and forgiveness and grace because we're dropping off our past baggage. Father, I thank you. I pray that every day, God, I thank you for your love and your grace. We can party in that. God, I thank you for what you're doing. And Lord, increase our capacity for kingdom. Change our minds. Change our mentalities. Change our understanding of kingdom, God. Let us be people that don't throw stones, but offer a new way. Let us be people that are transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we can prove how perfect and pleasing you are. And God, shift us and create gaps in us that you can fill. And God, let us move forward in the kingdom of God because we're ready, we're ready, we're ready, we're ready, we're ready. We're tired of talking the game. We're ready to be, we're ready to be about it. Let us walk out kingdom. And God, we just honor you. And if you believe God's going to do something great in your life, would you just let out a great amen in the house? Come on now. Amen.